Welcome to another episode of Naturally Built, a podcast discussing landscape architecture with the people we built relationships with. I'm your host, Pablo Cortez, and today we'll be taking a slight detour to talk about something that, as designers, we don't give a whole lot of thought to on a day-to-day basis. Um, at CTO, we've started looking at how to improve our file sharing and server access, um, as well as how to keep that stuff secure on our end. Um, one way to do that is to have a company like uh, Riverside-based uh, Seclex provide that security and access. Our guest today is Seclex's Chief Information Security Officer, Alex Delgadillo. Alex leads Seclex by providing their clients with not only secure access to their valuable information, but keeping those clients free of any security threats. Uh, Alex, thank you for joining us. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm really glad to, to, to join you here on this podcast. Right on, man. Well, thanks again. Um, I know you guys are busy, uh, and it's nice that you were able to find some time to uh, to hang out with us for a little bit. Um, of course. Hey, so I'm going to start off with a really easy question. Um, yeah. Uh, we didn't cover this, so it'll be uh, kind of a surprise. It's an easy okay. one. Uh, so what is your favorite movie? I'm going to let me just preface that by letting you know that okay. uh, because of the yeah. of your line of work, there really is only one correct answer. I got to go with Gladiator, man. That's just my all-time favorite all time movie i can't i can't change that no matter what what did you uh what did you like about that movie just a story man that's always been my favorite movie i watch it every once in a while and it just still hits me like damn okay so gladiator huh yeah nice. damn, man, that's that has to be my all time uh gladiator is the wrong answer just to let you know <laughs> the uh the correct <laughs> answer because of your line of work is uh a movie from 1995 called hackers have you seen that Oh That's man, the have, right you answer, seen, so. have you re- have you re- have you seen that movie no, again? Man? I haven't, but I'm sure it's terrible. So corny, <laughs> yeah. it is terrible. Um, all right, <laughs> cool. I'll say like a show that I recommend people to watch. You know, now that we're kind of on that subject, I would just say, uh, um, I, I don't know if you heard of Mr. Robot. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I remember seeing the first episode, and I just never uh, followed up on it. But yeah, I, I did want to watch that. Keep watching it. Yeah, it kind of starts a little slow, so you got to kind of watch watch it through. And yeah. I kind of recommend that show. Right I, I watched the first two seasons. I stopped after that because of, you know, how busy I got. But I, I recommend that. It's a pretty okay. interesting Yeah, maybe, I can, maybe it's something that I can throw on the list to uh, to watch. Cool. So so, yeah. so your favorite movie is Gladiators, and you're big in uh, – or you like uh, Mr. Robot, the TV show. Yeah, what about you? I want to I wanna hear your side. What, favorite right. movie? Yeah. Um, oh man, that's that's <laughs> off the bat. I'm gonna say yeah. stuff like RoboCop, Ghostbusters. Oh, RoboCop. Uh, I mean, uh, those are the movies. So you're going back as, as a yeah, kid. Yeah. yeah, right. As a kid, oh, those are the first movies that I started watching. So, um, okay. So I'm gonna let's get into your your um your your uh, Seclex's uh is services. Um, so first off, what do you consider the number one type of threat that uh design offices or really any kind of office business uh would face? Um, okay, so the biggest threat, and, and I mean, I feel like this is the biggest threat um, in the world right now when it comes to cybersecurity, just because of the shift, right, the, the threat landscape shift of working from home and getting into that. Um, email, right? Phishing emails. Uh, right. So, you know, it's, 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 if you look into the percentages and the statistics, it's like a high number, almost like, like out of 10 breaches, nine breaches start with the phishing email right okay of course they want you know a lot of times like you hear in the news like oh this advanced threat this and this and that but it really started with the phishing email so protecting your inboxes is kind of one of the it should be one of the priorities for any company right especially in the in the landscape architect field um so you know once you fought for a phishing email and you you know 
what happens is the other biggest threat that we see that's a very common one it's the ransomware okay the ransomware you i'm pretty sure you're familiar with that are you familiar uh, with that? a little bit actually i want to ask you uh, if you can step back a little bit can you describe okay. what a phishing email is yeah phishing email is pretty much um you know an email that comes in supposedly coming in from a, um, you know, it, well, it could be multiple. It could be literally how it sounds like. It's just a hacker, it could be sent by computers, they send it out, they send out an email, it contains a link or an attachment containing malicious, um, you know, payloads in it. So it could be that you click on the link or you open the attachment and it has malware built in it. That's one type of phishing. It could also be that it's requesting information. So it could just be like, hey, I need you to, um, you know, send me this information you know personalized yeah. information yeah i think i've i think i've had that at uh, other offices that i've worked at is you get an email from supposedly uh a supervisor or some or maybe even like the um the owner of the company right and uh it's saying i think the one that i got said something along the lines like hey i don't have my phone on me can you send me um this i think it was either uh a, i think it was a credit card number that they were asking for mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you take a look at the email and it looks odd, right? It doesn't look like it came from that person because you're used to seeing emails from that person. Um, and uh, if you look closely, I think it's the uh, the email address is off, right? It's weird. I, I, yeah. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Um, a lot of companies don't know. A lot of people don't understand and don't know that. Just by the email address, I would say like, I would say even as high as 90% of the time, you will be able to identify a phishing email right away. Just by looking at the email address, but a lot of people don't look at that. They just look at the name when it comes in. You see how it's, I'm not sure if you guys, you know, just for example, Outlook. Outlook on the left side, when you look at on your preview pane, you would see just the name, for example, like right. Pablo, right? And they don't look at the actual email address that it's coming in from. But if you just pay attention to the close details, you would be able to identify like, oh, this is a phishing email. You know, this is not from whoever it's being sent from. They do that because, um, you know, hackers did they do their homework, you know, mm -hmm. they know like, okay, who works for this company? Um, it's, it's pretty crazy. Actually think about it. Um, the way marketing teams kind of gather up information for companies and try to like, you know, go out there and do outreaches. Hackers do the same thing. Yeah, they go on yeah. social media, they look at your company, they look who works at it. It's not that hard to find out who the, who the, you know, CEO is or who sure. is, who works there, you know? So once they do that, they just grab a name and they send it over. And we, you know, we have seen that in the past a lot where um, our clients get that when, when, and sometimes they actually hack other people's accounts. So there's, mm -hmm. you know, business email compromise is a big thing right now. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at some numbers and I think um, like, yeah, actually email compromise scams top $26 billion on the average. Yeah. Like that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, yes, that, if you think about it, that's a huge, that's that's a huge number. Um, so, what about as far as phishing emails? And what was the other? Uh, you talked about some other another. Oh, okay. Uh, so ransomware. So, ransomware. so, okay. so think about it. Phishing email is just how it gets to you. You know, and it, phishing email it just gets to your to your inbox. When you click on it, when you click on the link or the attachment, that's where the malware is, where the vector is at, right? So, it could be that um, it contains a, a, a trojan, it could be a, a, a virus, it could be you know, warm, depending. But the most common one that affects the uh, landscape architect fields is the ransomware. Um, they, you know, what happens is when you click, for example, let's say, Paolo, you get this email, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, I trust this person, I think. And then you click on the, on the link, you open it, then it starts to encrypt all your files, okay. all, your, all your computer. So it starts on your computer, then it propagates to any other device on your network. 
So it goes to your other computer. So it starts, other it starts affecting the entire system. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what, what, how does, how does SecLex, um, protect against th those type of threats? Like, well, what are, what are some of the things that you guys, uh, do to, uh, I don't know. Do you guys, it is like a complete sort of, uh, stop on those type of emails. Is it, how exactly does that work? Or do you guys provide that service? So you got to think about it like this. It's, um, you know, security and debt, right? It's a layered security approach. You have to. So you think about it. What is the way they come in through an email, right? So we always recommend and um, to have a good email security platform, a good email security service, right? Okay. That way, when they're coming in, there's an algorithm. We we have we have partners, and we actually are partnered with. Uh, I'll mention them, Dark Trace, um, and they have a great email security software that we use we manage that for them and we manage it for our clients so what happens is emails coming in the platform analyzes it and detects any anomalies any you know like checks for the links okay it tests it's, it's like a sandbox and it, it just kind of tests it out and it and it also it, it goes based off a database as well where it could like reach out oh we know this is a malicious link come from this ip address or depending on who, who it's sent from what email address, all that. It runs an yeah. analytics, it detects it, and then it stops it. So it never even gets to your users. So prevention is the key. We always say, at the end of the day, when it comes to cybersecurity, at the end of the day, no matter what, what you want to do is prevent a breach. Yeah. And having the right controls in place is one. So okay. for example, okay, you have your email security, or let's say the company doesn't want to invest in email security. Then what's the next point? right then you look at your computer your device right in order for you if you click on a if you click on a link or an attachment and it opens up you need to identify that you need to be able to prevent that so having having a good um i would say endpoint detection or endpoint protection security kind of like an antivirus you know don't have your traditional old school antivirus they don't tend to work anymore right mm -hmm. so you have to have a more advanced um email security gotcha. i mean so bouncing, um, bouncing off of that um alex real quick mm -hmm. uh, is there is there like an ideal sort of setup that you look to when you sort of review a potential client's uh network or equipment um like are there any pieces of software or hardware that you would either make your job easier or gives you any indication that they're taking you know they're, they're at least thinking about security on their end right yeah exactly oh uh, yes um we do i do when we will go in we always do an assessment right we look at the network infrastructure, how it's set up. So what we like when we, we when we know um, you know that their cyber maturity is at a high level is when they have um, you know access controls in place, right? Um, for example, um, like you know you work in the marketing team and there's a sales team or there's a you know I, I know I would say like an operation teams or finance. Right. You don't have access to their folders. You know, you don't have access to the same location. That's good because you think about it not just as an internal thing, but think about it as a hacker. You come into a network and you come in and then, you know, you hack um, somebody in the marketing team, but you want to get into the accounting team or finance. But if there's segregation and you can't get, you know, if you can't get to that, those folders or, or yeah. that data, that's a good sign. That's is, that, is that done at the, at the, uh, at the software level? Or is it uh, hardware where you have multiple uh, servers or multiple drives it, it, for that sort of thing? Yeah, it's just done like in the software level where you have multiple drives and then user access. And, and you know, it, it is a lot of tedious work sometimes, you know. 
Um, but that's just one part. So let's get to the other part. So also getting like understanding, like getting into an infrastructure where they have a good, um, you know, they have their firewall, they have um, their switches set up correctly, their servers are locked down. You know, they have um, a good, you know, for example, anti-malware, mm -hmm. they have, um, they have detection control in place and prevention control in place. That's when you know you have a mature um, type of network. Gotcha. You, you know, um, so we do that. We do. We go in. We we always go in and analyze um, the network infrastructure, and we identify the weaknesses and their strengths, and we try to go for the low hanging fruit, of course, always, sure. and try to. But it's all based off a risk score. You know, what is okay. the likelihood? Always, what is the likelihood? What and and the impact, of course. What would be the impact? But you want to focus on the likelihood. People, a lot of people yeah. like to focus on the impact. Oh, how much would it cost me? Yeah. But what is the likelihood? It could cost you this much, but if the likelihood is very low, you know, you might not, you might want to go for something that might be less, but the likelihood is a lot higher. Right. And you attack it that way, you know, okay. so it just, it varies. Gotcha. Um, so as far as, um, for like a design office like CTO, right, we have um, uh, independent contractors, drafters that have access to our files you know, we share it back and forth. Um, they're offsite, so they're not, we don't have, they're not in the office um, for a majority of the time. We've used stuff like Dropbox in the past, right, where you can kind of pull off and share files like that. But now you're, now you're, there's files are sitting kind of on different computers. Um, that's not really ideal for us. Um, is there something that you are seeing or, um, you know, would like to see more developed for that type of, of setup for people's accessing from from mobile locations does that make sense is that is there... yeah so so you're talking about remote access and yeah. remote right so remotely okay so it just depends what type of files you guys are sharing so it kind of varies so that's kind of you know it, mm -hmm. it could be you know you could look at it in multiple ways so um when you say when you're asking about um what type of files like do they go into a shared drive do they go into a computer and grab them or yeah or how do you guys kind of do it and how often do you guys share and that's it that all plays into um what would be a good solution if you know if, if, if it's files that you often don't don't need them to have access to i would always recommend just sharing them securely some some way you know using some type of software using um there's a lot of sh there's a lot of secure software that you can share for you know to share email securely or or, or whatever depending on the data that you're sharing um, if you're talking about remote access into a network, like getting into like, you know, from point A to point B, mm -hmm. you always have to think about it, of course, at the end of the day, the most secure way to do it. It could be either a VPN, of course, virtual private network that you connect that it's encrypted from point A to point B. A lot of the firewalls, a lot of, um, you know, devices allow you to do that. And there's a lot of also now with, um, you know, the, the, the whole threat landscape shifting there's a lot of companies coming out now that are just allowing you to have remote access from your device through you know through a through the web you know you could remote access into it as long as you what really matters at the end of the day is making sure that the configurations that you're using are locked down they're okay. secure you know because at the end of the day like like people say you could have a firewall and it's just there but what you know you gotta What's, make sure yeah. Yeah, what's what how how did you lock it? How did you secure it? How secure is your firewall? Yeah. So configuring configuring the setup on both ends is what you're talking about. It's like the, exactly. the people the person accessing as well as the person providing the, the, the files or whatever. Okay. 
Yeah, and, and making sure that spot. yeah, and making sure that your um, your endpoints, which is your laptops accessing your computers, you know, making sure that they're they're protected and they're secure. Yeah. Because you could have the strongest network, you know, in the world almost, right? But now that you're there's a lot of people working from home, and let's say one of the devices working from home gets hacked, that's it. That's a yeah. way in. You're right. not going to, you know, they're not, they're going to think, oh, there's a connection from this laptop and it's okay because we trust it. Um, so you have to kind of make sure that all the laptops, all the computers, home computers, um, devices are making sure that they're protected. Do the, you have to do your due diligence as a company now to make sure that even though those computers don't belong to you, you have to make sure that they are protected because in a way in a way they're connected right if someone at home is on their network right to, uh, potentially there's access to yours and theirs right from from any kind of threat right, exactly kind of, yeah. okay yeah if, so, they, if they have a connection into that location yes. yeah it opens it up um yeah. so I, I guess the last kind of thing that we can talk about is what new threats are out there and does seclex how does they respond to those threats the, the new ones that are coming out all the time um is there a specific one or uh, type of, of threat that you are um, looking, seeing more and more of? Yeah, so they're evolving now. Um, threats are evolving, you know, um, hackers get a little more creative. In the past, we've seen that, you know, traditional um, threat actors would just, you know, launch a campaign and send out an email and you click on it and then you got infected or ransomware. Now what they're doing is they're actually, uh, you know, it took them long enough, I would say, because before I would be like, why would you just go in there and get into their network and just start creating chaos, right? And, and, and encrypting everything. Now what they're doing, they're going in, they're doing their reconnaissance, making sure they're, they, they identify all the strengths, making sure they, they, they also create a backdoor where they could always come in from and grab the data as well and exfiltrate it. And then, they, and then after all that, that's when they, and then they do the whole ransomware. And, they, and now, so it's evolved now to the point where they're doing like extortion type of thing. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna release all your data and now you're encrypted. So now you gotta pay us for real. And you know, a lot of companies are like, whoa, you know, like, and they give you samples of the data. They show you samples of okay. the data, like this is what I got, right. or they release it out in public. So what we've seen in the past, so, um, you, know, you know, clients are in the industry of the landscape architect, um, when it, when it, when it comes to cybersecurity, information security, right? Um, we go based off the, the triad, the comp CIA, the confidentiality, integrity, and availability, right? Those are the three main pillars. Um, every industry goes based off a different one, right? Like for example, you got the government, they care about confidentiality over integrity and availability, right? I and then you have, see. you know, then you have, um, for example, the architect industry, um, they're, I, I we've noticed availability is on top. Sure, they kind of sure. they're like confidentially. It's okay. They have my data. Oh, it's integrity. It's all right. We just want to make sure we have our work and we have to, you know, be there for our clients. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you 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 got to have all three, you know, because um, you can't have cybersecurity. People think, oh, cybersecurity. I don't really. I don't need it. It's like, well, do you not care about being available? Do you not right. care about your systems up and running? And making sure everything's runs running smoothly, everything's up and good, and then you have available work, and because your reputation's on the line, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, let's say um, you get hacked and and all your data is gone for a week, you know, 
Um, yeah, you lose a bunch of productivity. Then yeah, it's like, much, think about right? it. I, I think the average cost of a ransomware right now is like at one hundred and ten thousand dollars. Wow, that's yeah. So you yeah. you tell me, you you could either right. invest invest a little bit into cybersecurity, which will be a fraction of that cost, and avoid that and prevent that, or you could just eat it up. Eventually, you will. Eventually, if you don't focus and if you don't invest, if you're not into protecting yourself, it's only a matter of time. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can see that. You, I mean, you see that now every day. You see um, new breaches on the news, and then now with all this whole new shift, like it's it's becoming a more common thing. And now, yeah. you know, if you if you even see kids are learning how to code in 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 first grade, right. second grade. So what does that tell you? There's going to be the good kids, but there's going to be those bad kids. That, yeah, it's more more access you know? to everybody, for everybody to be able to do this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, Alex, thank you for joining us for this episode. Um. Course, man. I'm glad that we're able to connect and talk uh, about what you guys do over there. Um, where can people find more information on Seclex and maybe even yourself? Yeah, you could um, visit us on our website, www.seclexlexisc.com, or you could just find us on Facebook, Seclex, Twitter as well, Seclex, and we and LinkedIn. So. Is there anything, I know we talked about your favorite movie earlier. Uh, is there anything that you've been doing for fun these past couple months um, that oh. you'd like to share? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I've, I enjoy running. I, okay. I, I really enjoy running and, and um, hiking a little bit, you know. So um, just, you know, that's what I, I do. I don't watch much television, even with this whole quarantine stuff. I'm, I'm, you know, we're staying safe, but I just, you know, I, very late nights I go on my runs and, and I enjoy running. So cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I would love to be able to get back into that. Um, I'm going to recommend, uh, just getting out for a bike ride, right. Doing some, getting on a trail, hopping on the bike, maybe for, you know, as much time as you have, just get out there and ride around the neighborhood or find your nearest trail and, um, take the bike out for for a spin. Yeah. It's like, especially after all this, how you think about it, like hopefully people now really appreciate outdoors and and for sure. Being stuck so, inside all the time, yeah, definitely. Oh, man, all day. It was, it was going. I was going crazy a little bit, man. Yeah, I bet, I bet. All right, Alex. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, you have a good. What is today? Friday. So you have a good weekend, Friday, man. Good we'll, weekend, uh, you as well, man. Keep in touch. All right. Have a great one, man. You too. Goodbye. Yeah. I want to thank our guest, Alex Delgadillo, for taking the time to record this episode. Our intro and outro music is written and produced by our good friend Robert Wood. We have some exciting news to share today. We are now available on iTunes. Um, just search for Naturally Built Podcast. It'll pop up for you to subscribe. You can also add us to your favorite podcast listening app by grabbing the RSS feed code from the Podbean page, which is linked in the uh, episode notes. Uh, thank you for listening and go out and build something. Bye.